I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. One of the world's most prolific business software companies, Zoho, is opening an office in McAllen. According to Chief Strategy Officer Vijay Sundaram, Zoho does not need to be based in a major metropolitan area to succeed as a company. The idea was to find places where we can be rooted in the community. So, McAllen, we didn't even know McAllen until not too long ago, right? And when we came in here, met people, saw the valley, saw the educational system, saw the willingness of the community to engage. You know, in many ways, I've been in business for a number of years and an entrepreneur myself. But 25 years ago, and that's what today's session reminded me of, 25 years ago I was in the city of Singapore trying to set up an office for my then company. And I was impressed with how different parts of the city came together. There were financiers, there were economic development, there was education, there was the, there was the, uh, uh, the, the political leadership all coming together to welcome us. 25 years later and seeing that here. I haven't seen it since. So I feel like the notion of a community putting all these elements together to promote it is unusual. It doesn't usually happen in America. You know, and I'm seeing it here. Let me get that right. You're saying McAllen reminds you of Singapore. Yes, of, of the experience I had in Singapore 25 years ago. Recently, Steve Taylor spoke to Vijay Sundaram of Soho about opening a branch in McAllen. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Zoho, and I'm also, along with Raju, Raju and I manage all of the operations in the Americas, you know, all the entire Americas, you know, U.S., Canada, and Latin America. How long have you been with the company? I've been with the company for about five, six years, uh, but I know them from, I know the founders from 25 years ago, and uh, I went to high school with one of them, and uh, the other, Sridhar, the CEO, and I know each other for more than 25 years. We have an office in Pleasanton, California, and uh, so I'm, I, I'm based in the South Bay, as they call it. So that was the earliest office we set up in the U.S. And be, until we decided to actually make Texas the headquarters. So Austin is now our headquarters. It used to be California, and now, of course, we're expanding into other parts of Texas. Yeah. So the explanation here today is, is that they said you were a software company. Yeah. But more specifically, what is what does that mean? What do you do? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Think of all the software and systems a business would need to run their business. You know, so put it in layman terms. You know, a business manages everything to do with their customers. So they might want to market to their customers, they sell to their customers, they want to service their customers. So they have a whole bunch of operations to do with their customers. So you can imagine marketing processes, sales processes, support processes. So we have software in each of those categories. So that's one category of software that we provide. Another thing a business might do is to manage their internal operations, which means they want to manage their people, they want to uh, manage their finances and accounting. They want to manage their internal processes. So that's another big area of technology that we have. HR software, uh, people management software, finance software, accounting software, everything to manage the insides of the company. Right? And then the third big area would be everything a modern business worker needs to get their work done. So this is stuff like documentation management, communication systems, uh, meeting software, 
uh, uh, word processing, spreadsheets, uh, presentation software, so what's called productivity and collaboration systems. So that's a third big area. If you look at what's unique to Zoho is that we do all of these. And most companies would focus on one or a subset of one of them. Even a company as large as Microsoft does not do as many things as we do. So we do, we, so when, what Zoho does is we provide all the software for companies to run the entire business, whether they're dealing with customers, whether they're dealing with internal operations, whether they're facilitating their, their workers to be able to work together. So we, that's, that's what we do. There was one of your colleagues, I just put his name down as Tay, I don't know how to spell his name, but at the end he said, we're looking forward to being to a bunch of years in McAllen. Yeah. Can you tell me how his name and how I spell that? Uh, I think you might be talking about Tejas. T-E-J. At the very end. Yeah, 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 that's him. T-E-J-A-S. Okay, it's pronounced Tejas, even though a Mexican would probably call it Tejas, you know? Uh, but uh, it's an Indian name. It's uh, the... See, part of what we're doing is, in the la over the last two years, we've been... We've been marketing and selling our software in literally hundreds of countries, you know, over 150 countries. Over the last two years, we've moved into a number of regions to build local presence, you know, and the place we've been looking for in the U.S. is where do we go into communities in the U.S. where we can start with, say, 20, 30 people and build something really massive which is not where everybody else wants to be because that means we'll be competing for the same resources and it fits within our cultural context of developing and being rooted in the community as opposed to setting something up in New York or Silicon Valley and trying to suck people in, as somebody said, right? So the idea was to find places where we can be rooted in the community. So McAllen, we didn't even know McAllen until not too long ago, right? And when we came in here, met people, saw the valley, saw the educational system, saw the willingness of the community to engage. You know, in many ways, I've been in business for a number of years and an entrepreneur myself. But 25 years ago, and that's what today's session reminded me of, 25 years ago, I was in the city of Singapore trying to set up an office for my then company. And I was impressed with how different parts of the city came together. There were financiers, there were economic development, there was education, there was the, there was the, uh, uh, the, the political leadership, all coming together to welcome us. 25 years later, I'm seeing that here. I haven't seen it since. So I feel like the notion of a community putting all these elements together to promote it is unusual. It doesn't usually happen in America. You know, and I'm seeing it here. Let me get that right. You're saying McAllen reminds you of Singapore. Yes, of, of the experience I had in Singapore 25 years ago. When five or I six, think they'll take that. Yeah, when five or six entities, like I said, the, the, uh, the educational community, the venture capital community, the political community, the economic development community welcomed us as a company. When I was building a company 25 years ago, they welcomed us and said, and we did, we, we set up in Singapore. So come to Singapore. So I get that sense here of a community that's not in pockets, but that's working together to make something happen. We have done a preview story on this because we cover the McAllen Economic Development Corporation. And 
listening to some of their board meetings, it, it was said, although your name was never mentioned, the company name was never mentioned, are we, we potentially going to get a software company that was looking at Austin, but found, like the story was said today, that all the, a lot of the employees that you were looking at to hire, you were considering hiring, you were looking at their resumes, and <coughs> excuse me, you found a lot of them from the Valley, and that made you focus on McAllen. But in those uh, discussions at the board meetings, there was also discussion of manufacturing chips, computer chips, which is sort of a much bigger thing than, than having a smaller, maybe a boutique operation of developing software. Is that something you're announcing yet, or is that you know just something maybe you want to look, look at in the future for this area? Yeah, it's not, we're not anywhere close to announcing something like that just yet. But what I would say is our company is unique in, in what, what business terms people would call vertical integration. So, you know, people, normal companies will occupy some part of that sort of stack. So they'll build the software and then they'll go and buy the computers from somewhere. They'll buy the operating system. They'll buy, they will uh, buy hosting services from some other company. And they'll buy chips from some other company. They'll buy the software under enabling technologies from other companies. We tend to do everything ourselves. So for instance, we run, we, we provide the software to our end customers. We provide all the enabling software that they never see, but that powers all of that, the enabling technologies. We, we build data centers that where we run our own servers and our own systems. So it's not with Amazon, it's not with Google, it's not with Microsoft. We control our own destiny and we have our own systems. We're also looking at things below that, like languages chip technology. So all of this is in our roadmap. And it, someday that, that day will come when we'll actually make investments in those areas too. That reminds me of another comment made today. You want to be the most influential software company in the world. Raju said that. Wow. And I think what he's thinking about is how do you reckon your own importance and, and impact, right? One way to do it, and probably a typical Wall Street way to do it, would be numbers. What's, what's your revenue? You know, and that, whether it applies to personal wealth or whether it applies to corporate wealth, you know, that's how they would look at it. I think we would look at it to see where have we, and that's what the word influence means. And you know, we all culturally think so alike that I can almost speak for him. So it's, uh, influence is impact. It's our, what have, how many people do we touch in our customers, you know, people, small businesses. We, we serve the tiniest of businesses in the world. Even one-person companies can use our software. They're not cut out because we are priced out of their range or we won't give them the attention they need because we're only focusing on the big guys. So, so that's one part of influence, you know, reaching out to a very large set of, of customers, the largest to the smallest. We won't give up the smallest to make money on the largest, which is unlike what large technology companies do because it's very difficult to serve small companies and make money on them. We won't do that. The second area where we have influence is the community part. What, you know, we have a purpose larger than just selling software and making money. You know, the purpose of what we're trying to do is build skills, build technology, build awareness and ability in, in communities. We're not all going to take this all when we leave. You know, so there's something you need to leave behind, which, as, as our CEO Sridhar said, it, this needs to last beyond my lifetime, you know, in terms of impact you've had. So community development, bringing know-how into places where others might not consider 
and then 10 years and we've done that 10 years later we've gone into small places and all of a sudden we are the, the bastion of, of technology and, and input in that place it's small it's not it's not New York but that's the kind of impact that we want to leave so being an influential company is not just the biggest bucks it's impacting communities serving the broadest range of customers and doing it in a way where we preserve regions for what they are as opposed to building them in our own edifice in some vast headquarters somewhere. A number of times it was said the importance, and you're speaking to it now, this cultural connection. You liked what you saw when you came down here. You liked how all the different groups worked together. But I think it's more, it's more than that. I think your, the way you do business and your, your beliefs um, in India, you're, you're, you're translate, transferring that to the US and specifically now McAllen. It looks like that you've, that cultural connection, you've found something here that connects with how you started you know, the parent company in India. Very much so, very much so. So in, in India too, if you go back about 15 years, uh, when we, we moved out of the largest cities and started finding smaller towns, for the same reason, for, for the first reason, the reason was everybody is going into the cities and, and we are generally a contrarian company in a number of ways and most of them have worked for us. So part of being contrarian is stop doing what everybody else is trying to do. You know, they're all going to the biggest cities and then you see the end result of that. Everybody looks just through their window, but if you step back and look at what's happening on the landscape, everybody goes into these large cities, they add to the pollution, they add to the stress of living. People have one-hour commutes just to get to work. And people have, there's the erosion of talent that comes in, as our CEO says, erosion of topsoil from, uh, from all these other communities because people congregate to the big cities. Quality of life is poor, cost of living shoots up. And then you have young people who are hyping jobs in the tech business who can't afford a house. You know, and, and, and or, or can't, you know, for all that they've done, they can't actually afford to have a decent living. You know, and that's true, it's happening in California, it's happening in, in different, Austin. yeah, in Austin, different parts of the world. So, 15 years ago, we went down this experiment of, of trying this out in India, going to second tier cities, even third tier cities, and setting something up. So, when that experiment started, the first question was, are you stupid? Where are you going to find the talent? Who's going to do this? You're not going to move yes. unless the talent's there. Correct, correct. And you know the short answer to that is you build your talent. You know, most of the world thinks that talent needs to be handed to them on a platter. I need to show up and these resources should, should be there for me because I showed up. You know, we have a different take on it. We go there, we'll invest in the community, we'll build the talent. You know, we'll get people from this college, some young kid from all the co colleges that we saw here, and we bring them in to Zoho. Five years later, they will, they will be extremely competent people that anybody would want. You just need that five-year patience, right? If you, if, if that's the, the difference is that when you're a private company like us, you have, you can be patient. You're not trying to answer to Wall Street to figure out a number that you need to put on the board next quarter. So you don't care if that person doesn't produce too much for the next year or two. They will in five years. Right, so that's that mindset. We try that in India, it worked, and now we, the big next big place we're trying that out is here. 
Yeah, and you, you know from your experience in India that it does work. Yes, that absolutely. Five years down the road, yes. those people that you've taken on have developed yes. into the skilled workers you need. Yes, absolutely. And it's not like we went there feeling we should be preordained to receive these people. It's we go there and so we can invest in people. We don't, and, and I think you already know, we don't necessarily look for people with, with with trappings of, of achievement, and they don't come to us with cufflinks of their, uh, uh, with their uh, qualifications written on them. We take them, we train them as long as they're motivated, they have initiative, and they want to work, they succeed. We don't even care many times if they have a college degree. And so they come in, they work, and five years later, they're as good as anybody else, not just in the country, in the world because they get exposure to all our customers, they get exposure to people like me and Raju and others who have the grey hair and the ears behind us, and they figure it out. Well, Vijay, this has been fascinating. I understand more about your company, so I really do thank you. Wonderful. Um, is there anything else you want to say? No, thank you for the opportunity to chat with you. And stay in touch. Get my details and stay in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.